Welcome to the weekly podcast of Valley Church. I pray that this message will fill you with the hope of the gospel and will help you follow Jesus today. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, visit valleychurchwv.com. Now let's tune in to this week's message. Uh, I'd like to get started in a word of prayer. Well, we're going to need it this morning. Father, we uh, praise you and thank you so much for the time we get to gather together as a church. Father, I thank you so much for the time that I get to uh, share your word. Lord, speak through me. Uh, use me. Uh, Father, if, be, if there be one person here or uh, listening online, I pray that uh, you may pierce their heart, that uh, your word may grow, and uh, Father, that it may be taken out into the world. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As you can see in the notes, <clears throat> I, I uh, titled it Faith Over Fear. Uh, I was given the uh, glorious task of talking about Joseph. Uh, Joseph, uh, Christ's father. And uh, I was asking a couple people this week, I was like, uh, what are some things you can tell me about Joseph, Christ's father? Uh, not a lot of people could tell me anything. So I, still really, I, I really had to start digging. And I tell you what, it's like anything else. When you open up the Word of God and you start digging, wow, it just starts coming at you. Just uh, everything just opens up. And, uh, and, and I'll start off with uh, something. I wanted to tell you something, uh, a little thing that I learned this week. Because uh, as, as some of you know, I've been moving. And, uh, well, we're moved. <laughs> We're not situated, but we're moved. You know, if, if that one, uh, we still got a lot of boxes. And uh, a few things I learned was uh, when you get moved, if you have kids under the age of 18, make sure the Wi-Fi is hooked up <laughs> before you get there, okay? Because as soon as my Wi-Fi went down at the other house, within 10 minutes, I had four girls coming at me. <laughs> and that is not fun. What's happening to Wi-Fi? Where's it at? Where's it going on? And the other thing is, if you ever want to drive somebody crazy when you move, paint your house pink. I know some people like pink, but boy, it takes a couple layers of paint to cover that pink up. It doesn't matter what color pink it is, it covers, you got, you got paint several times. So those are a couple of things that I, uh, I learned on the way, and uh, I praise you and thank you for the prayers that we've had over this past week, and uh, um, my family is at home. Uh, the move really took it out of them. They had came down with, uh, I don't know if it's a cold, a flu, or something like that, but uh, they are uh, not here today because it just went through them rampant within the last two days. And I'll be honest with you. The harder my wife prayed, and I'm not saying this as a bad thing, the harder my wife prayed that I would make it through this okay, the healthier I felt. Because she's like, you got to preach the word, Danny. It's like, we may not be there, but you got to preach the word. And so she prayed hard for me, and nothing. I am... I feel better today than I did yesterday. So, uh, you know, prayer works. Prayer works, even from a sick person praying for a healthy person. 
So thank you for my wife that's at home. Hi, honey. Um, like I said, Matthew chapter 1. I want to pull one specific verse out of this. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a one. Uh, I'm hoping and praying that uh, you'll get the message that I'm, um, that I'm sharing with you. But uh, verse 20, Matthew 1 verse 20. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. You know, we can preach sermons, we can tell sermons, we can go around and tell people about the Lord all this month, but it's kind of amazing how this month, the month every single year, it kind of preaches itself, doesn't it? I mean, the songs you're hearing all the time, you turn on the radio, you can't listen to the radio without going five, ten minutes you know, or five, ten songs without hearing something about Christmas. And what do they always say about Christmas? Jesus Christ. They talk about the birth of the Savior, the birth of nativity. You know, they always talk about something. So this, this month kind of preaches itself. And uh, when I was getting Joseph, there's a few things that uh, kind of popped out at me in this verse. Um, we all know about the angel that came to Joseph and spoke to him in a dream. But the angel did something very important for Joseph. Reminded him of his lineage. Okay, reminded him of where he is in this world. What his purpose is. He's a descendant of David. And in the line of David, the Messianic prophecy is going to be fulfilled. Reminded him of his place. Not just as a carpenter. But in the line of David. Showing that no matter who you are what you're doing, where you're at, you can be used for anything. This was just a carpenter. You know, this was Joseph. We barely knew anything about him. Barely have any verses on him. Barely have any information on him. And yet, he was important enough for this carpenter to be picked as a foster father to our Lord and Savior. I think that's pretty awesome. That kind of gives me hope that no matter, no matter what I do, I know God can use me for something, for anything, no matter who you are. And I taught the kids last month, uh, the kids back in the, uh, in the kids section, and one, the main theme was God works behind the scenes. And so I had to ask him, I was like, you know, do you know anybody that works behind the scenes? And, and uh, of course, you know, they, they all said, uh, Jonathan. Okay, that's, that's good, but behind the scenes. Uh, precious, behind the scenes, you know, the ones you don't really see. And you know what? When they start thinking about it, they start naming everybody that's in the church. I mean, the people that work in the kitchen, the people that make the coffee, the people that work behind the cameras, behind the sound system. They named the people that clean the churches, not just, not just one, all of them. The kids, these are our kids. They see what's going on, okay? They see that even though you think you may not be doing that much for the church, even though you may not be thinking, okay, I'm not that involved, our little children see everything you guys are doing. And that showed me that no matter who you are, even if you aren't throwing it out there, 
you can work for God. You can do something. Because believe me, it doesn't just take one person to get a church service going. And I'm talking about the church service like the morning, this morning. There was a lot, me, a lot more people working at work here than there was up on this stage. And I was really proud of those kids for pointing that out. You know, just like Joseph. He kind of worked behind the scenes there. You know. He can use anyone. We just have to open up our hearts so he can show us what he wants to do. Have you ever thought about the person who you first spoke to you about the Lord? What about that person that, that first opened up your mind, your eyes, your, your heart to the Word of God? Have you ever thought about that person? Or maybe you've forgotten about that person. Or maybe you don't know where or how it even began. But you know, God worked through that person to get you guys started. Somebody said something or showed you something or pierced your heart or opened your eyes, even with just planting a little tiny seed by saying maybe, God bless you. And God worked through them. I remember a guy I worked with at, uh, at the plant. I would go to, and, and, and I'm not saying this to, to make myself sound great. Believe me, I'm not. It's just one of the best examples I can think of. But I would go to work, and in the mornings, we would always make coffee. Of course, you've got to have coffee at work. And uh, first thing in the morning, make coffee. And I would sit down with my Bible. And I had a little handheld Bible, about this big, that fit right in the pocket of my uh, backpack that I would carry to work. And I would sit down in the morning, and I would drink my coffee, and I would read my Bible. And that's how I started out every single morning. Okay? If there wasn't nothing going on right away that I had to get pertinent and take care of, that's how my morning started at work. Well, this one guy, three, four years after the fact, he just all of a sudden texted me out of the blue. And he's like, Danny, I want you to know that I see everything you do. I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay, big brother. He's like, no, I'm talking about reading your Bible. And he's like, uh, can I ask you some questions? Wow. Yeah, of course. And just little things. How about whenever we go out in public? How can God use us out in public? Have you ever sat down at a table to eat your dinner at some fancy restaurant? <clears throat> or that's a McDonald's for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, at any restaurant. And the first thing you do is you grab your family's hands and you bow your heads and you pray before the meal. Okay. I have seen people sit there and look at us like we're weird, like we have the plague. Oh, they got COVID. Okay. No. We're praying. And then I've seen other people. It's contagious. It's like a yawn. When you yawn, somebody else is going to yawn. <sighs> Yeah, nobody's yawning now. <laughs> but if you go out in public and you pray, somebody online is yawning. <laughs> if you go out in public and you pray before your meal, I guarantee that before you leave out, you're going to see another person praying before the meal. Because all you did was you didn't just start a trend. You showed it that it was okay to be a Christian out in public. And you gave somebody else the courage to do the same thing. You see, God working through people. 
don't ever downplay yourself. Don't ever downplay yourself. I mean, Joseph could have very easily downplayed himself. God, I'm not worthy. I can't do this. Are you kidding me? Raise your son? No way. Uh Uh-uh. Not going to happen. But the angel appeared to him, reminded him just how important he was. Reminded him of his lineage. Reminded him, okay, yeah, I am. I'm in the line of David. The Messianic prophecy is going to come through David. Okay, so... Maybe I am the one. And God shows up in our, sometimes our worst of times. You know, we could put ourselves in our own bad moments. And sometimes we're just in those bad moments for no reason at all. We don't even know why. And God will show up and show us how much he cares by showing us where we belong. You know, how important we are. That still small moment when you're on your knees praying. And you feel God. And you're there. You know, before I came up here, I was praying in the pew. Not just that Wayne's testimony would go longer and longer and longer. But praying that God would speak to me. And the thing that kept going through my mind was the song, the last song we sung. I am a child of God. How much more important can we be than that? A child of God. The God who created everything. Our Father. The one who sacrificed his son for each and every one of us. The one who still loves us whenever we turn our backs on him. The one who loved us even before we gave our life to him. The one who let his son die upon a cross. When we turn our backs on him. That's how important we are. I've seen people come and they'll say, God, I need your help. Uh, God, can you, can you show me where I am at in this point? You know, they don't, uh, they don't understand, Pop. They don't understand uh, what it's like to be in a situation where they don't understand, okay? They have that question in their mind. They have that worry in their mind. And they're sitting there on their knees, and they're sitting there saying, God, please, come to me. Show me. Show me. Tell me what's going on. Father, speak to me. Okay. You want spoke to, there you go. You read this, and you'll find out how important you are. Joseph was at a low point in his life at that moment. I mean, if my wife came up to me and said, Danny, (coughs) excuse me, I need you to sit down for a moment. Um, Hun, and she better start this one out with hun. <laughs> I'm pregnant. I better be expecting to see an angel that night. <laughs> so you see, Joseph was at a low point in his life. At that moment, he found out that the woman he's married is pregnant. The woman that he is, that his wife is pregnant. 
okay? And it's not his. He knew this. How much lower can you be at that very moment? He had every chance in the world to run. And you know, even after the angel came to him and passed the word on and, sh and told him, you know, in the line of David, and even encouraged him of what's going to happen, Joseph still had a choice after that. He still could choose to walk away. That was his whole plan to begin with, to put away Mary privately, as privately as you could back then. But his dream of the angel changed his mind. See, Joseph was a believer. Now, I know this because, reminded of his lineage, everything came back to him. And for him in that situation, that's all it took was just that little bit of a dream. Okay? Sometimes in our lives, it takes more than a dream. Sometimes in our lives, it takes getting hit in the top of the head with something. Okay? Sometimes God needs to beat you up a little bit to get your head back in the game. All right? My wife is always encouraging me, uh, and I love her for that. She is my strength. She is the one that really encourages me to do what the Lord wants me to do. And I remember in the beginning of our marriage... Now, now, guys, you probably understand where I'm coming from with this right here. But I remember in the beginning of our marriage, she would sit there and say things. And I, you know what? It took a lot of pride. or It took a lot to drop that pride to say, yes, hon, you're right. And she would say, now, is that what God wants? All right, hon, you're right. But you know what? As of now, it's not a problem. I wake up in the mornings and I apologize for stuff that, she said I did in her dreams. <laughs> yeah, guys, you get it. <laughs> See, sometimes we have to be put in that situation where we get bonked in the head. And we need to realize where we're at. I wish sometimes that's all it took was just a little tiny dream for some of us. But some of us, we go through a lot worse times. My son, when he was about 10 years old, uh, no, I was about 8 years old. No, I was about 10 years old. It's somewhere there. He was young. Okay. But he used to live with his mother, and then he moved down with me here in, here in uh, Payton City. And at that time, I wasn't going to church. Now, my son was raised in a church, as a lot of you know, I went to seminary right out of high school, and uh, I was married at that time, so my son came along when I was in, in seminary. So his mom kept him going to church, which I was very thankful about. And uh, when he moved back down with me, and I wasn't going to church, my son was my angel. Dad, we going to church tomorrow? I don't know, Ben. I ain't even been there in a while. Dad, come on, let's go to church. Uh, ben, you know, I, I got things to do. You know, at the time I was driving a rig, I was gone five to five and a half, six days a week. Sunday sometimes was my only day home. And I got things I got to do. I got to take care of the house. You know, I got to take care of the lawn. I got to, Dad, come on, please. 
So after a couple weeks, I stopped fighting against him. And he stopped begging. And I went to church. My son was my angel. He didn't give up. It took more than just one time of saying, hey, you know what? You need to go to church. No, it took my son constantly, even when I was out on the road. He would call. You know, he would call and he's like, Dad, we going to church Sunday? I don't know. Come on, Dad. All right. Now my son's turned 30. And uh, I hope one day that if he ever gets to that point, his kids do the same thing for him. Sometimes God just really needs to smack us around. Joseph just needed a dream. Sometimes the problems that we get into, we cause ourselves. Isn't it funny how that works? You know, we sit there and try and get out of the problems. It seems like the worse, the harder we get out of the, try to get out of the problems, the worse we get into the problem. You know, the harder we try to dig ourselves out, the more we're just burying ourselves. But then when we turn around and ask God, hey, God, what am I doing here? Why am I, why is this going wrong? And then, oh, yeah, all right. You're right, God. You know? Sometimes we have to turn around and look the right way. You know, Peter, in Matthew 14, 30, the story about Peter walking on the water. Christ come walking out. Peter made his own choice. Okay? He wanted to walk on water with Christ. Christ called for me. And so he did. And for a while, Peter walked on the water. But then you know what? The wind, the waves. He started getting scared. He started seeing all the problems around him. He took his eyes off Christ. He started to fear. And the moment that Christ reached down to grab hold of him and he took his hand, he was okay. Funny thing is, is Christ wasn't on a boat either. Now I know that looking out at someone, if you come walking at me on water and I try and do the same thing and I sink and I look at and you reach out and grab me, you pick me up, I'm going to be asking, what are you walking on? Why can't I walk on that? But yet Christ was walking on the water also. He wasn't on a boat. And he reached down and grabbed Peter's hand, picked him up. Life ain't going to be easy, people. We're going to have hard times. The wind's going to blow. We're going to have times when God says, hey, wake up. It might come as easy as a simple dream. Somebody saying, God bless. It might just take a lot harder. God hitting you over the top of the head with, the, with you to see what your problems are. Like I said before, Joseph had every reason to be afraid. I mean, this was a problem that was going to carry on with him forever. If he didn't trust or have faith in God, for the rest of his life, he would have a fear of wondering, does my wife want somebody else? Whose baby is this? You know, but yet he didn't. He had faith. 
He knew that the predicament he was in was rough, but he had faith to know that God knew what was going on, and God had a plan, and God was going to straighten things out. You see, God in those situations, he'll leave the 99 to come after that one. When Joseph was hurting, just about the moment he was, trying to, he was going to make the decision, he was thinking about it to put Mary away. It was on his mind. He was making plans. That's when God came down. And if you got yourself right in the position of God, and you look towards God, He'll show you the right thing. He'll rescue you. He's not going to leave you behind. Even after the angel delivered a message, he still could have walked away. But he had faith over fear. You know, in the situations we go through every single day, we could choose fear. We could choose faith. I know right now, at this very moment, someone is hurting. Here, there, out there, someone is hurting. Someone's in a predicament. Someone's in a situation they're questioning. And if you open up your heart and you listen, he'll speak to you. I'm not saying that he's going to come down and say, hey, that's not going to happen. But you open your heart, he'll speak to you. And sometimes it's all in just the way you view it. We can look at the glass as half empty or half full. As a Christian, I think it should be the greatest thing in the world to be positive. I mean, no matter what happens here, we win. <laughs> We're going to heaven. <laughs> what could be so bad? Right? What could be so hard on us to take away that hope? In Luke 12, 4 through 6, it talks about fear only God. In 1 Samuel 12, 24, this is where here's something that happened back in Samuel's time. It says, but be, be sure to fear the Lord. This is the only thing we need to fear. This is the only thing we should fear. Fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. Consider what great things he has done for you. That happened after the Jews pushed for wanting a king. And they got their wish granted. But Samuel said, Watch out. Be careful. Fear the Lord only. And everything else will follow in line. You know, all good things come from God. We need to listen to him. Joseph listened to him, and look how great he was. I mean, it blows my mind away that we have a carpenter. Just a carpenter. Okay? That was chosen to raise our Lord and Savior. 
He wasn't just there to witness or to be there at the time and watch Christ grow up. He got to actually hold Christ, raise him and bounce him on his knee, feed him, provide for him, shelter him. He took care of him as a foster father. Okay, do you remember the time whenever Christ disappeared for a couple days, when they were leaving Jerusalem, and they came back, and they found Christ in the temple? What did Mary say? He said, your father and I were searching for you anxiously. Joseph didn't just raise Christ. He loved him. And this carpenter, just a carpenter, to me became one of the greatest men around. He chose his faith over the fear. He chose to believe God. He chose to follow God. Wow. What if we did that? You know, what if we chose our faith over fear? What if in those times when we start to doubt or we start to wonder, you know, is God even here? <laughs> really? You step outside and you look at the world and how do you think it came about? It speaks to you right there in the trees, in the wind, in the rain. We read the word of God. We learn more about him. Look at yourself inward today and see that you are a child of God. There's nothing to fear. Like I said before, we win. We make it. You guys got this. Hebrews 10.23 said, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. God, he makes a promise, he holds to it. That's the way he is. And when he promises to forget about your past, he forgets about it. So right here, and right now, I want you to think about that. No fear. Faith only. It's going to be a beautiful month. It's going to be a beautiful month. Let's remember for what it is. And don't worry. God's got this. Let's close with a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for the chance to spread your word. Father, you are amazing. You are wonderful. And Father, we praise you for your son, whom this month we get to celebrate. And Father, a gift that you've given to us that we just, we didn't deserve. Yet you loved us that much. I pray, Father, that our faith may never falter. But if it does, I pray that we won't fear because we know that we got you on our side. That you have our backs. That as long as we stick with you, we'll never fail.
And we thank you for that, Lord. For it's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Valley Church. If you were impacted by today's teaching or made a decision to follow Jesus, we would love to hear from you, pray for you, and walk with you. To connect with us, visit valleychurchwv.com. There you will find resources on following Jesus and information about how to partner with us here at Valley Church as we seek, serve, and send disciples of Christ. 